in the sports talk radio justice world, mediocre quarterback play and porous tackling are considered especially heinous. The dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad known as the Lance J Radio Network. These are their stories. Back on the Lance J Radio Network, I am continuing my series of interviews with alums of my alma mater, Oakwood University. We've had a lot of really good guests on the show this week that have given us insight into music, into politics. We've had several people from the healthcare sector that have come on to talk about COVID-19. I wanted to bring on one of my friends from for many, many years. We've been wanting to get her on the show for the longest of time. She is a iconic figure in Bermuda, winner of the Bermuda Idol program, has many, many albums that have been out, has, has toured all over the, the world, and, and a very awesome musician. I wanted to, to welcome to my guest, the Lance J Radio Network family, Miss Joy Barnum. How are you doing, Joy? <laughs> I'm great. Good to have you on the show. It's I been it. it's been a long time. It's 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 been it's been many years. Been wanting to get you on the show. First first and foremost, wanted to let you talk about specific programs that that you've been on. I know that I know that you do a lot of music, and you've been singing for many many years. You've sing you've sang in choirs. You have embarked on a solo career that's that's lasted close to twenty years. You've had several excellent singles and, and good albums that are out. I know that in Bermuda, I've been in Bermuda and, and visited you in Bermuda, that, that people stop you in Bermuda and ask for autographs <laughs> and want to take selfies and pictures with you before social distancing. Tell our listeners a little bit about your career. How did you become the the diva that, that you have become today? What are, what are the steps that have been taken? Uh, that's an awesome intro. Um, Wow, Eva. Hmm. I can tell you that I started singing like every other person started. I started singing in church when I was really young and had like, you know, duet with my sister that stands out because I thought I had a really low voice, but I had the soprano line with my sister. So I cried and went downstairs to the bathroom until I could hit the note and then came back upstairs and then, and then did it. From there, my mom gave us piano lessons, which I hated. And um, I told her she was wasting her money. And so she and my piano teacher thought they'd get me a good one. My mom was like, great, you don't have to take piano lessons anymore. But you have to take voice lessons, and they're with the same piano teacher. (laughs) So I studied um, under Daniel Hill, and he's a music teacher here. And he taught me about just, like, giving it all I got. Like, just going for it, that there is no limitation with my voice. Um, and then I sang at my sister's graduation, and there was a scout there named Mr. Edwards. I hadn't even graduated. I was graduating the next year. He gave me a music scholarship to Oakwood University. And that's how I ended up um, in the music program, because that is not what I was going to do. Music was just something I enjoyed during our loved, but I didn't think that I could make a career out of it or at the very least, go to college for it. But I got a music scholarship, and I went to Oakwood University. And um, during orientation, I was told that I had to join a choir. 
and most Brazilians were in dynamic plays, and that's where I knew I was going to go audition for. So I auditioned for dynamic plays, and I heard that you get stopped, like in the middle of your audition piece, like if they've had enough and you just get sent out. And so I walked in, and I was like, "I'm Joyce Barnum. I'm from Bermuda, and if you stop me, I'm probably going to cry." So I closed my eyes and I sang my piece and I opened my eyes. There was a person standing right in front of me. People were throwing things at me. I didn't know that that was a good thing. I thought that that I failed. But um, I got into that and I went back to, to let my advisors and everybody know. And they said that, that was not a school choir. And I had to try out for aliens. And I looked at this man and I was like, but aliens suck. And he laughed at me. And then I uh, went to my audition for Aliens, and the same gentleman opened the door. It was Professor and Dr. Lloyd Mallory, and he had this little evil grin, Miss Barnum. And uh, I feel like that <laughs> that kind of like sealed our relationship for the rest of the four years. And it basically started from there, just little instrumental persons in my life just pushing me on towards towards where I am now. Very interesting. So if you're just joining in, I'm talking to I'm talking to one of my very good friends. We're doing HBUC, uh, HBU, HBCU themed week. And I'm featuring people that I went to Oakwood University with, my alma mater back in the class of 2000. So 20 years out, I know that this would have been our 20 year anniversary. I was going to be doing my radio yeah. show today at OU with with my oh. with my crew but obviously because of what's going on with COVID-19 that's that's not going to happen but Joy Barnum has walked us through how she began singing she like many people started singing within the church she went to Oakwood University which is in Huntsville Alabama she ended up singing in the choir there which is a very successful world-renowned choir I also was a member of that choir during the same era. I think if I remember correctly, Joy, I did not like you at Oakwood. We were not friends. <laughs> and if I remember I correctly, <laughs> the way that I met you, the way that you and I became friends and acquaintances, you used to live relatively close to me. I was living off campus and I was living up, um, I can't remember the name of the street. I think it's University Drive or Sparkman Drive or one of those, one of those streets. I sparking, saw you I saw back. you walking and I would see you walk frequently <laughs> because you did not have a car or you did not always have access to a car. Maybe you shared a car with your sister. And I would see you walking occasionally. One time I saw you walking <laughs> and it was raining. And I didn't like you. You didn't like me. I thought I thought that you were kind of a jerk. I was like, who is this high and mighty Bermudan uh British accent with the Ascots? And the tea and the the tea on the bobby and all of that. I did not like you, but it was raining. And me being the gentleman that I am, I said, hey, yes. I pulled over while you were walking up Sparkman Drive. And I said, look, I know you don't like me and I don't like you, but get in the car so I can take you home. And you and I have been pretty good friends ever since then. Um, that's a very ever good since. story. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about. I feel like I told you no initially. And you were like, just get in the car. I don't like you. Because yeah, you think... didn't say that. And you were like, you're like, I'll take you home. And I was like, no, I'm full. I'm fine. I can walk. Yeah, you, were, you weren't interested. <laughs> you didn't want to get in the car. I think I might have dropped the F-bomb at, at some point. Get, get in the you bleeping, probably did. Get in the, get in the bleeping car. And that's what sold me, though. Yeah, and then and I was like, oh, okay. And I mean, that was, that, was, that was 1998. We've been friends for 22 years. 
since, but but kind of going true. back to your career and some of the things that you've done. So you get to the point where you're at Bermuda Idol and you're you're a part of that contest. Tell the listeners what was it like being on Bermuda Idol, Bermuda, which is a beautiful country and, and a very great place to quarantine and ride it out, but a small island, mm-hmm. only, only 70,000 or so people. So everybody knows everybody. Oh, less what, than that. What, what was it like being, what was it like being on Bermuda Idol and, and becoming kind of a, a cultural icon locally and dealing with from going to Oakwood and not really knowing your voice and being a tenor and then moving up to be a soprano to actually being on Bermuda Idol and becoming a star and a diva. <laughs> You're killing me. Um, it was, it was so. I, I just felt like nobody knew me. You know, like in your when you're walking in your in your own world, it was like that. I was like, oh, you know, I'll just let a little. I'll let like a little bit of joy out. I'll just let a little bit of joy out. And then um, when she, I guess, redefined what I thought I even looked like or how I thought I performed i i stepped out on stage and i just went for it i gave it my two minutes set so i did the highs the lows the, the soft the loud i did everything i gave it my all and one of the um judges there was the producer no id he just did uh well not just but 2017 did daisy's 444 album uh he was one of the, the judges and he just started sputtering and that was like really cool for me. Mm. You just like from your look, everything about you, like you already have it going on. You're already there. Like you're already there. Just call me. And you know, people, people in the industry, I've learned say that all the time. And I, what I, what I found interesting is I was watching um, an interview with Tupac talking about hanging out with Janet Jackson, like. For, for making polite justice. And he was like, yeah, he was really shady. But he gave me her telephone number and started calling any time, and then she changed it. <laughs> and so, like, I have no idea's number, but it's not his number. But he did, he did, he did say, like, he, he, he sold me right there. He was just like, she's got it. She's got it faster. So people who had never heard of me, because unless you went to church and unless you went to Oakwood and unless you were an alien, Right. I, I remember I came back and I did not sing for four years. So I went from being absolutely nobody, but that was, yeah, to to being somebody that everybody wanted to talk to. And that was very overwhelming for me. Um, I just wanted to stay like in my bubble, but the more, the more gigs I got. And so the radio station kind of acted like as my agent for a while. Um, they were just calling me and hiring me for people's birthday parties. And so I really started from the bottom. I really did. I'm like showing up at people's 60th birthday party and singing like Al Green and stuff for them. So now if, what I, that if did I could, if I could me, jump in for a minute. So what, yes. what, 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 what genre would you say that you have? Cause you're talking about <laughs> moving into, I've seen you perform live many, many times. I've seen you perform live in Bermuda, I've seen you perform live in Nashville. I've seen you perform live in Huntsville. What would you say your genre is? Are you are you rock? Are you jazz? I mean, you have a lot of different flair and style to you. Even some hip hop. Mm-hmm. I've seen. I've heard you sing some Bahalia Jackson stuff. I mean, you have a very deep arsenal of mm-hmm. things that that you're willing to sing. What would you say is your primary style? Joy. <laughs> um, um, I, I, 
I tell people I'm an operatically trained rock star. That's what I tell people. But then there's so much soul in the music that I sing that it to me it doesn't matter what genre I sing because I'm gonna I'm gonna add to it. And what I think starting from from doing those birthday parties and knowing what people wanna hear. Like in Bermuda you have to sing stuff that people are familiar with. So then I'll do I'll do two covers, right? And then I'll do a song that I've written. So the songs that I write, they're like more, they're more like soft rock and okay. even country. I travel to Nashville a lot. Right. Um, I think if there was any any genre that you could put me in, it would probably be like alt rock, maybe, or neo soul. But that's like dead and gone. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't feel I don't feel a genre home. Okay. I just, I, all the music I see it, I want to grab it. All of it. One of the other things about you, and once again, if you're just tuning in, I'm talking to Joy T. Barnum, who is calling in from Hamilton, Bermuda. I think it's Hamilton. It might not be Hamilton. Hamilton's the city. It's not Hamilton, right. but that's cool. Calling in, <laughs> calling in from Bermuda in quarantine is, is chopping it up with me on the Lance J Radio Network. I, I've known Joy for a long time, sang with Joy in college, been friends with her for over 20 years. I know that personally, not only are you a musician, but you are an avid and consistent and prolific writer of poetry. I know that you love to write poetry. You write about personal things, you write about family, you write about love, you write about your love for music. Share a little bit, as we're kind of running up against the end of the segment, share a little bit with my audience about the type of poetry that you write and how poetry has influenced your music career. Oh, that's awesome. I, uh, I had to keep a journal in eighth grade and I hated doing it, but that consistency is what got me writing. And then, uh, actually with Jesse Radner, she's, she's one of my besties and she is an amazing musician. She and I, plus my sister and a few other people, started, and it's still going on, at Oakwood University Gumbo, the Poetic Literary mm-hmm. Society. I was so, there. Um, we put on some shows there, right? We I put on there. some shows there. I wrote a devil poem. <laughs> um, so I think writing really started for me in eighth grade, and then I have not stopped. I have, like, a suffering collection of journals. And when things come to me now while I'm driving, I just take my voice notes, and I start writing them. It'll be lyrics, it'll be lyrics to a song, it'll be a poem, it'll be whatever. Um, I just, I think words are, uh, words are my power. So the fact that I have music as a gift and words is my power so I can write whatever I want to and convey whatever I want to. And then it, it kind of saves me from, I guess, even getting in fights with people or altercations. Because if I have something I want to say, I'm just going to put it in a poem. Mm. I, don't, I don't even like have to approach that person. It doesn't. It doesn't need to affect me in that way, but I, I know that those same emotions somebody else is going through in some other situation. So, and my, so I just always write. So my final, so my final question, Joy, is before we wrap up, what are you doing mm-hmm. now that you're in quarantine? I know that in Bermuda, I think that the the caseload, you guys are on some level of lockdown, but it's not as bad as far as the cases as we have in the United States. No. I, I know that you have a lot of political beliefs. I don't know if you're comfortable talking about that. I mean, this show is really sure, about yeah. people expressing their political <laughs> briefs. So if you want to talk, if you want to speak ill of the, the current administration, feel free to no, do so. No, I think you're doing a really, 
here in Bermuda, they're doing a really great job. They're doing a fabulous job. So as soon as I heard that that was a thing, they offered, um, they offered, uh, so repatriation is the thing that you'll hear on Caribbean islands a lot. Uh, and we're, we're, we're not a Caribbean island, but we are a part of that union. So they offered to bring people home, like kids who were in school, you know, school was shut down and that. They offered to bring them home. In so doing, they entrusted everybody with self-quarantine, which they didn't do. So now we're up to 50 cases, right, exactly. We're up to 50 cases, and the government has said, okay, 24-hour shutdown. So we're, we can't. Now, are you allowed, I know that you live, wanna, you live pretty adjacent to a beach. Are you allowed to at least walk outside of your house and go swimming, or are you just in the house all the time? So we're in the house all the time, but we're allowed to go outside within a half a mile of our house. Oh, okay. Um, a half mile of our house for 60 minutes. So, like, the first night I'm having, like, a little chat with my little geriatric puppy, like, hey, you know, I'm going to have to take one for the team. You can't really go outside because I didn't fully understand how far I could go. But now that, I'm, you know, I woke up to a puddle. But now I know I can take her and everything's fine. So um, triathletes who live around the corner from me, they lapped me, like, four times on my little circuit because they're like, we're sure. getting our exercise right. in. I feel like we can't go swimming. <laughs> I feel like that's, I feel like they'll, they'll, we'll have to take an L on that because okay. they won't consider that acceptable. We can leave our house to go to the grocery store, but I haven't left since we've been on lockdown since okay. uh, two Fridays ago. Are you able, are, are you able to keep up with your creativity? I see you on TikTok singing. Oh. Are you writing music right now? <laughs> are you playing the keyboard? Are you, what are you doing to, to keep your, your mind fresh and your voice fresh? Okay. So I just got TikTok because I decided I heard this playlist while I was one of my last days at the coffee shop because I have numerous jobs here. So we got, you know, laid off from that. And I heard this playlist and I was like, yo, it might be really cool if I just attack this whole entire playlist. So I got a TikTok and every night before I go to bed, I log on and I do one of the songs, like I'm doing it in order from, from this playlist. It's Lewis Capaldi's Bruises. While I'm doing that, I was doing dishes, and I, a chorus just came to me, so I started writing the chorus. As soon as I write the chorus, my pianist messaged me and said, hey, I'm writing music, send me some. And I was like, word? This works like this? This is so cool. You just put it out in the ether. So I am writing a song, and I did a recently a Bermuda Festival. It's um, a two-month festival that goes on, and they bring in all sorts of people. And actually, Seven was here, so then I got to hook up with, like, three other people from Oakland University because, you know, we got Harmony on lock. Um, they were here in January and then my show was in February and then I have a producer in Atlanta who is going to edit my edit my work for me, but that's the part that I don't like, having to sit down and edit and go like, at minute number two, right. switch, blah, 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 and then do this. So, so there's a lot of stuff that I'm avoiding, but I am doing lots of musical things. Um, um, also, um, according to the poetry, I am published in the first anthology of poetry in Bermuda as well. So I got a lot of stuff nice. going on. Well, we're up against the break. Before before we close, Joy, I just want to know, can you tell our listeners, where can, where can people find you? Where can people find your music? Is it on Apple, iTunes, Spotify? What's your Instagram? How can, yeah, my, how can people um, who listen to my show connect with you? <laughs> okay, my name is Joy T. Barnum. He is in top because I'm not going to tell you what my middle name is. Like, you can find me on TikTok. I only have like I know your middle name, but I'm not going to put that out. I'm not going to put that out in the streets, though. <laughs> Don't put it out there. I'm not going to do you like that. You got to own something. You got to have some. Peace. 
Um, I also have uh, Jakey Bottom Live in Paris at Cafe de la Dance. That is on. Um, that is on. My favorite. Thank you. That is on I iTunes. Still, I still I have that one. I still have the vinyl that you gave me of JT Barnum live <laughs> in Paris. I have it. I have it as we speak. It's in my garage now. I still have that vinyl. It's still in the plastic. This is awesome. I have a limited edition vinyl. The vinyls are only going to ever get when I go on when I go and travel in my own concert. Um, but I I'm also on CD Baby uh, and other places. It's my hip hop album, my tribute to hip hop. So <laughs> I have lots of genres and lots of avenues. And of course I have a YouTube, but my YouTube is not as up to date as I would like it to be. So if you want to connect with me, TikTok, Instagram, I'm fully on Instagram. I've been picking stuff from my garden and making stuff from scratch every day. Um, I'm also dabbling on a food program. I'm going to be, <laughs> I have a food program that's going to be coming out called Veganage. And so um, when quarantine's up, we're going to start filming that. I got my hands on a lot of stuff. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for, for joining Lance J Radio Network, Joy. I've been wanting to have you on the show for a long time. You've been a been a great friend to me for many years, very supportive. And I've had a chance to to see this young lady in person. Uh it's definitely worth the price of admission. Um a very she puts on a fantastic <laughs> show. She changes seventeen times during the show. It's very it's like true. like Whitney Houston and Beyonce and <laughs> and uh, Mariah and all the other divas, and she puts on a fantastic show. Joy will get up there. She'll sing for, for 90 minutes straight, uh, changing, and, and just can continue to, to belt it out. So I really, really appreciate you coming from, um, calling in from Bermuda to be on the show and celebrating black excellence and celebrating Oakwood University. Thank you very, very much. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This has been awesome. Anytime. We're going to have to do it again. You are listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. We cannot teach grown people new tricks. Nah, you gotta get we into the, to, to we, the we, we have to change the culture. And the reason the reason why we have to change the culture because it needs to change. So I'm in the, I'm in the school for two weeks. I'm ha- I had my first test. They get graded tomorrow. Um, I'm teaching them the culture about putting playlists together mm. like a mixtape, make their own mixtape. The best mixtape gets a platinum record or some headphones. That's dope. James Lewis. You cranks. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you get them yeah. cranks? Yeah. So Plug or, for cranks. Or, 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 or video game, because they've got some gamers. All right. You know, I got some students, and I got 20 students. Boom. I get a call from School of Hip Hop. Again, they want you to go to ASU and teach a curriculum class. Wow. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. I see you favor a 45. Tonight I do. And I keeps one in the chamber in case you ponder it. Nice showpiece you got there. Walther, PPK, 380, double action. Hear them Walters like to jump some. As will you, with one in your elbow. That gun ain't got enough firepower to make my joint useless. It definitely won't stop me from emptying out half my mag. You might not hit me. This range? And this caliber? 
Even if I miss, I can't miss. I admire a man with confidence. You're listening to the Lance J Radio Network. FreeHRadio.com. Free to play when we want. Free to say what we want. FreeHRadio.com. Beat rock and drop the beat. You're listening to the Lance J Radio Okay, Network. let's begin. I love you to death, cousin! <laughs> What's going on with you, bro? It's that return of that 12, buddy! You know, it all started from Heavy D. He started, you know, everything. And I was basically under him. And, you know, he believed in what I was doing and stuff. And we worked together and experimented and, you know, decided to, you know, you know, do music together. 